is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Buy low, sell high, and I hope you're ready to do some regulating, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday show. We're also going to preview... New England, Indianapolis. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisberg and Heath Cummings. And good morning, fellas. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Hey. Hump Day brought to you by Waiver Hub. I mean. <laughs> right, that's it. That's the last Waiver Hub joke that I will make. There you go. Uh, how are we feeling about uh, trades and trade candidates today? Got some good stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we have a, Jamie has a list here in front of his computer. Uh-huh. It's like a scroll. Well prepared. Yes. Uh, about uh, forty-five seconds ago, I said, "Oh, by the way, guys, buy low, sell high on the show today." So we're gonna throw it at them. Um, let's start that. Let's start the, with some buy low. Heath, you always have buy low, guys. I'm confident. Oh yeah. Well, I I I know Adam what you're thinking, and so I spent most of last night just scroll scrolling through, looking for guys that you could buy low. I think somebody I'm going to make some offers on because I already own him in 90% of my leagues. I might as well own him in 100%. Is T.Y. Hilton because it was very encouraging what we saw from Andrew Luck in week four. I don't think this is an injury. It's going to keep Hilton out for a month. So I And I think you could probably – like he's kind of been a little bit of a disappointment, I guess, and he's hurt. So I'm going to try to make some offers for T.Y. Hilton. Okay, yeah. We don't expect him to play in this game at the Patriots tomorrow, but – uh, hopefully back after that. And, uh, yeah, get all that T.Y. Hilton. I would say something, you know, is encouraging what we saw from Andrew Luck. I'll give you a little stat here. Andrew Luck threw 62 passes last week. And he scored, what was it, 44 fantasy points? Um, if he had thrown his typical number of passes... Based what, on what, what is his typical number of passes? I took his average in uh like his his most recent full seasons. He would have scored like twenty seven fantasy points. So okay, so here's what I mean. if he had thrown thirty nine passes, which is kind of like what he usually averages, he would have scored twenty six fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Uh he scored he threw sixty two passes last week. So yeah, he did look pretty good. He had some bad touchdown luck in, in previous weeks. Guy's not coming down with the ball in the end zone, but we're going to talk a lot about Andrew Luck today. I thought that was kind of interesting. We sort of overlooked the fact that he threw 62 times in week four. Yeah, I don't think that's real. Like, he's not going to throw 62 very often, but his four games now have been 53, 31, 40, and 62. He's going to lead the league in pass attempts. Ooh, that's bold. Is he currently leading the league in pass attempts? I think Joe Flacco is currently. Okay. Um, alright, so T.Y. Hilton. Anyone else? Jamie, you wanna throw one in there? Yeah, uh, I'll give you two. Um, of my scroll. Um, Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Because I think there's a lot of people frustrated with his production, clearly. And I'm sure you could probably turn Jared Cook and a player into Rob Gronkowski. Which somebody has some other need someplace else. Um, and Keenan Allen. I don't think this is gonna continue with his, uh, lackluster play. Okay. And a correction, Kirk Cousins has thrown three uh, more passes right. than Andrew Luck, but he did, I think he's also played more football. How has he played more football? He had a full overtime where I think he oh. threw more passes than that overtime. I think Luck's uh, wasn't quite as much. Okay. 
Um, all right, yeah, that's good. Okay, so Keenan Allen, Robin Kraski, and Gronk we talked about last week. I mean, that was uh, one of the by lows we talked, we highlighted. It didn't work out. He's hurt. He, do you think he's going to play this week? Yes. I think he's going to play, but I won't be surprised if he doesn't. Okay, and at the, you know, we also said, would you take Kelsey or Ertz over Gronkowski last week? And it was kind of like, well, I don't know, but I think at this point, is Kelsey the clear number one tight end? I think our answer last year, last week was yes, we would take those two guys over Gronk, and, and I think that's still the same answer. Uh, maybe, I don't remember it being that definitive. Maybe for you, definitely not for me. Uh, I don't know, like, okay, Jamie? Which I mean, one? at this point, I think you have to take those two guys over him. Okay, but that's it. Um, uh, I'm gonna give you some by-low candidates to tell me how good they are as by-low candidates. We talked about them on Sunday night. Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, and Jordan Howard. What do you think about these guys' rest of season? I think with any of those guys, and you know, you could throw somebody like maybe LaShawn McCoy in there or Demaris Thomas and just guys that are just really underperforming. If you can get them really cheap, you try to do that. You know, it, it's it's trying to turn some of these, you know, guys that are playing, I think, a little bit over their heads or just having, you know, somewhat breakout seasons and not knowing if it's going to continue into somebody that could maybe help you down the road. You know, your, your record dictates that. Um, situation obviously dictates that. But um, it, it's it's never a bad idea to try and explore finding a talented player that may be in a little bit of a bad situation right now, but that can turn around. Yeah, I think I'd rank them Howard, Collins, Drake. I'm scared about Drake right now. The offensive line's in bad shape. It, the offensive line is in bad shape. Adam Gase seems to hate his guts. Um, I don't think Adam Gase hates him. You don't think so? No, I think it's just been situational to an extent. And, and it's, it, I said it's the big, you know, preseason. These coaches, for whatever reason, they fall, it's the same thing with Detroit. Like they fall in love with these veteran guys because they tend to do the right thing and Gore does the right thing, but he's not more talented than Kenyon Drake at this point. Oh no, certainly not. And I'm assuming, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm assuming the Dolphins are, are running the fewest plays in football. I think, er you might check Arizona as well. Uh, oh, you're right. Okay, so Arizona, the Bills, and oh no, I'm looking at the wrong stand. I'm looking at yards per game. Okay, who's got the fewest? Air, uh, Carolina, Arizona, and the Bills have the now. Carolina is not per game. So Arizona and then Miami. Arizona or Carolina had the bye. Yeah, you're right. Arizona two fewer plays than the Miami Dolphins <laughs> so far. Does that make sense? So Dallas and Carolina and no, <laughs> actually, yes. All right, yeah, yeah. Arizona has run the fewest plays per game. Miami has run the second fewest plays per game. Um, but but you know, are we looking at them as bylaws and Howard Drake and Collins as anything more than just eh, take some spare part and try to turn them in? Or I have confidence that these guys are going to be good rest of the season. I think I, you know Heath. Ranking is, is accurate. There's still a lot to like about Jordan Howard. It's just, you know, you're coming off a game where they had such an offensive explosion, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth that he didn't do a lot. Um, and Collins with the fumbles, but those two guys are in situations where things should improve if they get the type of workload that you're used to seeing them getting. Um, with Drake, it's just the things around him right now are falling apart. So he may start to get more work, but, you know, losing two members of your offensive line and having another guy in, in Juwan James banged up, it's not encouraging. And 
would you've called Adrian Peterson a sell high? Would you sell Adrian Peterson for any of Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, or Jordan Howard? Howard for sure. I'd do Collins as well. I think you, you should. Okay. All right. Uh, how about sell high candidates, fellas? Any anyone you want to sell? Still Patrick Mahomes. I was thinking about this. So quarterbacks obviously deep, but if you don't have an elite quarterback. Are you really losing ground? You know, are you putting yourself behind the eight ball? We just picked Philip Rivers up off waivers in a league. And Philip Rivers should be owned, and that's a 10-team league. Rivers should I, be owned. Every week there will be a top 10 quarterback available on the waiver wire in most well, leagues. Well, let, let me ask you this question. Cause it, it, and, you know, insert whatever player you want. But if you could turn um, Patrick Mahomes into Jordan Howard, no, I don't. I don't know that. I, well, it depends who my other ha- quarterbacks happily. are. And if you have Andy Dalton on your bench, uh, I guess I'm more likely to do it there. If you have Blake Bortles on your no. bench, no, no. But you say happily. Oh, I, I would, I would giggle. But I just look. Fantasy points are fantasy points, right? And I think we run the risk of oversimplifying how deep quarterback is when the elite ones are. Scoring a ton of points. You know, like you can get 23 fantasy points from a quarterback and technically have a top 12 quarterback, but the number one quarterback has just scored 50. The number six quarterback just scored 35. There have been three weeks in a row with at least eight quarterbacks to score 30 or more fantasy points. Okay, but but just in, in, in the case of Mahomes, there is a likely scenario that his three best games are behind him. I, okay, and, and, if you want to and, approach it from that way, that that he's not going to be as good going well, forward. Well, I'm, that's, I'm that's, you know, just again, just for argument's sake, like you've talked about, rightfully so, and it just happened this past week, how Derek Carr has been playing well, but the fantasy production hasn't been there. So you go from Mahomes' hot streak to Carr's hot streak. Mm, does it really to, feel that way to you, though? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the, the the point would be is that you just kind of catch the right waves at the right time, and you're enhancing your roster in a different way. Uh well, I can't, I, I can't really get behind that because that's just a guess that Derek Carr is going to be that wave. I but, mean, but it may, it may not be Carr. It may be Mahomes. Uh, I'm sorry, it may be Bortles who has played well with Fournette not being active, and he gets a, a couple of good games under his belt. It may be that it's it's Dalton. We're seeing it now. It's Flacco who's been playing well and just hasn't had the high ceiling yet. You, but you're you telling know? me you would trade Patrick Mahomes and then just be totally fine with starting Joe Flacco? No, it, it clearly depends on who else you have on your It'd team. It'd be a week-to-week basis. You can still stream quarterback. I know Patrick Mahomes was awesome for two weeks. We've already seen him come back to earth. Three weeks. He scored 30 points in, in week three. He scored right, he but, threw but for 304 it, yards at Denver on Monday. It, but, like, the, but these are the questions you have to ask yourselves. Ask yourself as as a Mahomes owner, as a um, as as anybody, Adrian Peterson owner, any player that you're selling high on, have we seen the best of him already? And is it worth trying to flip that to somebody else who thinks that this is going to be sustainable? Well, look, so, I mean, if I could trade him for Antonio Brown, I would do that. I guess that's, that's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. Okay, fine. If I could trade him for Odell Beckham, I would do that. But I feel a lot better about Beckham than I do about Jordan Howard. I mean, I, I think if you look at Tariq Cohen, I don't know if you could look this up easily, but I think if you look at the Tariq Cohen-Jordan Howard split every week, it has gone in Cohen's favor more and more from week one to two to week two to three to week three to four. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah, okay, but don't, don't, don't just use Howard as an example. I'm, I'm, it's just anybody that you sort of view as a – like if you could turn 
All right, I'll ask you this. So if you have um, Mahomes, Dalton, Jared Cook, would you turn Mahomes and Jared Cook into Gronk? Oh, absolutely. I would turn Mahomes into Gronk. But I, I don't think do the Gronk owner does that. The, 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 the point is, is like, well, you know, I would, yeah, like, I would do that, Jamie. Absolutely. Jared Cook is a sell high candidate. You know, I mean, the, there, there are, there are plenty of situations where you just have to, I, I think it's just, you know, the broader picture of not just nitpicking Mahomes as the sell high and, and Howard as the buy low. It's what has the guy done to date? And will this be something that will continue? That's the only thing you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Well, and if you if believe you, that it will not, then you try and get the best thing you can in return for him. But if you think that Mahomes is a stud, okay, look, maybe he is a stud. We no one is disputing that yeah, Mahomes yeah. is a stud. So, but, but is he a stud I, at thirty? Is he a stud at thirty plus points per week, or is he a stud at twenty four plus points per week? Oh, uh, I I don't know that. Like, what's I, more realistic? I don't know that anyone's going to average thirty points per game. But I think if is he your number one quarterback rest of season? He's my number one quarterback now. But yeah, you know, I mean. The, so, I would so not he, be surprised if Matt Ryan's better than My last point. First of all, yeah, if you have Mahomes and Matt Ryan, I don't disagree with you at all. But I I th- look at my teams, and I notice, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are in this boat where, like, your your RB2 kind of stinks or, or it's not reliable. Maybe your flex isn't so good. You know, you can still win games if you have enough difference makers. And Mahomes is going to give you a ton of fantasy points. And I don't want to just give that up for an RB two. That's going to be frustrating, you know. So, I, well, I, I'll give I'll give you an example. A team I have Mahomes. I have Mahomes. I, I think I mentioned this uh, last week or, or maybe early this week. I picked up Russell Wilson, who was dropped, and just to see, I'll carry him for a couple weeks just to see if this turns around for him with Doug Baldwin getting healthy. I don't think I'm going to trade Mahomes feeling comfortable in Russell Wilson right now, but. If it was, let's say, we talked about this before, prior to last week, Jared Goff, I picked him up in two leagues. That's an easy move to make. Is it? Because, I mean, okay, I, I more or less agree with that. Goff has had some bad fantasy point luck uh in the first two games, but he's thrown for 300. Yes, okay, fine. I totally I, I think agree, it just comes I totally down to agree with that, Jamie, yes. I, but I do think that, for me personally, if I were going to trade Patrick Mahomes or an elite quarterback— I would like to feel comfortable that I have another elite quarterback on my team. If I didn't, yeah, I, I would I would take out take out the word elite and just think of where's that guy's floor on a week to week basis. Because that's I think what you're getting at. You know you're getting those guaranteed fantasy points from that player. Like Mahomes, I think his floor is probably twenty. So which quarterbacks are in this discussion where if you've got two of them, you'd feel totally fine trading one of them? I think Goff and Mahomes. Yeah, but who I mean Breeze, Ryan Deshaun Watson? I'd be happy to, to trade Breeze. Breeze is interesting. We gotta talk about what's gonna happen with the Saints, but. I think it's any of these guys though. Yeah, it's at, the, at that no position. Group. No, okay, well, it stops somewhere. No, well, it, it stops in terms of guys that you're selling high, but I, I think any quarterback that's playing well right now, Rivers, uh, Ryan, um, you know, if you still want to put Roethlisberger in there, obviously, you know, the, the, uh, yeah. the lower, the lesser guys are easy to sell. You know, Flacco's easy to sell. Uh, but, but I, I'm not sure I feel that way about Brady. In terms of him being a sell high candidate? No, in terms of him being, I'm fine with him as my only quarterback rest of season. You're not? I don't know. I mean, if, if we're gonna have the kind of year where Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan and Drew Brees or, and Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers doing all this stuff, then Brady might be like QB8 rest of season. And if you But get, he's also getting his, his arsenal back. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I, okay, I'd, fine. I'd be fine with QB8 rest of the season. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I just worry that we're oversimplifying like, Quarterbacks deep, and you can just stream whoever you want, and you're gonna be That's fine. That's the truth. No, right it's there. not. It's absolutely yes, not the 100%. truth. 100%. No, okay, so stream Russell Wilson. 
Who's your Who's your number twelve quarterback? You You streamed Eli Manning last week. So did I. I streamed Andrew Luck last week too. And he threw sixty two passes. So you know, good luck. Like right, I'm just I'm I'm just going Stafford, to a random league. Stafford is your Stafford is your number twelve quarterback this week. I'm, I'm, all three I'm, in, of a, you. I'm in a ran, random league that the three of us are in. It's our fantasy football today league. You tell me these are the guys available on waivers right now. Would you be comfortable with them? Your starting quarterback rest of way, Joe Flacco. No, I'd be comfortable starting him this week. Okay, Jameis Winston. Yep, probably. Marcus Mariota. No, questionable. Derek Carr. You know, kind of interested to see where that goes. Maybe one week away from saying yes. Uh, okay, but see, these are the guy. Th- these are the decisions you have to make. Is can you get by with this type of quarterback? This, you know, I'm not going to, you know, throw Trubisky and whatever out there. But Tannehill, Eli Manning. Um, no, no, that's a, like last week we were all about Ryan Tannehill. Then he has one crappy game against the Patriots, and now forget Ryan Tannehill, which is how it should have been because he's throwing 25 times a game. Hell no, I'm not comfortable with Ryan. Right. Tannehill, we're holding but, Andrew Luck throwing a bunch of passes against him, and holding Ryan Tannehill not throwing enough. passes Yes, he's throwing 25 passes every week. You need to find a guy that's throwing 35 passes. No, I'm just saying, why would I trust Ryan Tannehill to be my quarterback? He doesn't throw the ball enough. Th- th- this is eliminate the, the him from this discussion. This is the discussion. This is the thought process that someone has to have if I want to get rid of stud quarterback X and who can I pivot to. And I, I think agree. that's the that's the decision you have to make. It's also obviously what you're getting back in return for that guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I, I don't. If I were drafting again today, and let's just say Patrick Mahomes was my number one quarterback, I still don't think he's a second round pick. But in a 12-team league. But I would probably, for me, he'd probably be a top 30 pick. And if we got to the point where I'm looking at the three guys we talked about, Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Jordan Howard, and these RB2s that that are hit or miss, I'm probably taking Mahomes over them. Now, would I take Mahomes over, like, Sony Michelle? Probably not. I'd probably go Michelle. Okay, I'm, so there's a, there's a great trade. Would you trade Mahomes for Michelle right now? Yeah, I think I would. But you wouldn't do it for Howard? I have enough concerns. I don't think I would, but maybe I'm just low on Howard. Okay. Maybe that's what it comes down to. Uh, Heath, did you give any sell highs? You want to chime? I in? I don't think I did. I'm still uh, I, I was full mixed. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, uh, you I, know, I, I actually I really enjoyed that that impromptu quarterback uh, I, I, conversation. Yes, I, I think it was very good. I think, like we've said for most of the off season, quarterback doesn't really matter that much. And I understand that after four weeks, some people may have changed their opinion on that. Uh, and I think there's, no, there's another but, obvious sell high one. That's Le'Veon. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that doesn't seem like an obvious sell high to me. So please expand. Well, there's there's a level of excitement now that you have a day or date, week in mind that he's going to return. And so I, I think we sort of talked about this on Tuesday that if you can find the owner who's four and zero, three and one, you know, good two and two team. That may be willing to give you some spare parts that could be good in return. That's a trade you should explore. Wish we could trade him and James Conner for Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. <laughs> was that uh, the trade you guys made? Yeah, that was a terrible that trade. That was before the season started. We traded the Steelers. Wow. We traded the Chargers. That, guys I, I, yeah, Steelers I remember that one. That's interesting how it worked out. Yeah, I mean, look, it hasn't been that bad. Conner's certainly been startable. Um, okay, so buy high. I want to give three guys. That, tell me if they're buy highs coming off good weeks. I mean, you might have to pay up a little bit, but it's worth it. Aaron Jones, Carryon Johnson, Corey Davis. 
I give you a trade that uh, our buddy James Questel is exploring uh, in, as an Aaron Jones owner. Uh, Golden Tate and half PPR for Aaron Jones. The guy take Jones. I think I'd probably. I mean, it would depend on your team, but I think I'd probably take Tate. Yeah, for his team, Tate makes more sense. Um, he uh, he's losing Hilton as his really only safe wide receiver because he, uh, uh, as you can imagine, whose advice he follows, he went all all in on Chris Hogan and Marquise Goodwin as his number two and number three receivers. <laughs> um, so he needs some receiver depth. But I, I I think those are kind of equal players in in half PPR. In PPR, it's 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 100 percent Tate. Uh, yeah, well, I think for, all for, of these what about, guys. Yeah, go ahead. So Jones, on Johnson, and uh, Corey Davis. Do you think you're buying high on carry on though? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, I think a lot of people feel like he's going to take over that role. Um, he's obviously the best ball carrier in Detroit. Uh, Even after what Patricia said though, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's, there's, to me, I think there's another level he can get to. Uh, yeah, I might, uh, I might wait another week. Get the Packers and then a buy. And then, and then see if I can buy. I mean, he's an offer he rejected on Carry On Johnson. He did. He did. He offered me uh, Hayden Hurst and a first round pick for Carry On Johnson and a third round pick. Hayden Hurst and uh, Dynasty. Dynasty. And basically, that that trade because I have too many running backs in that league. That trade just came down to whether I thought Jamie was going to be good or bad this year. Because I, if I thought Jamie was one of the bottom three or four teams in the league, I would do it. Good for that first round pick. Yeah, he's not. So. (laughs) Oh, he's Todd Gurley, right? No. Oh, no. I mean, he's a two and two. I'm two and two, but this—that's the all suspension team. I have Winston, Ingram, and Edelman. Mm, character team. Uh, Corey Davis. You know, I called him a buy low last week. He had 15 targets, 161 yards, and a touchdown in overtime against Philadelphia. And he has a really tough schedule coming up, I believe, at Buffalo. Uh no, it's not. Who's got the tough schedule coming up? Well, carry on Johnson after his bye. It's a. You know what? I'm sorry, guys. There is somebody that I put, I highlighted in the notes that has a really tough schedule coming up that I really wanted to talk about. And this I, is why I never read your notes. I will. I will find it. Um, I will find it, and I will. Oh, it, I think it was notes yes, provided it's by Alshon Jeffrey. It's Alshon Jeffrey. That's who it is, and we will talk about that later. Oh my gosh! Wait till you see what Alshon Jeffrey has coming up. Uh, I gotta Start tell you. What's that? Yeah, this week, this week. against the Vikings. I get to, it's starting right now. I gotta tell you about SeatGeek. And boy, I, our, our show has just gone off the rails right now, but SeatGeek will keep me on track and SeatGeek will get me to the event that I need to get to, whether it's sports, comedy, concerts, theater. Use SeatGeek for any type of live event. You're going to get guaranteed tickets. I am trying to help my friend Get tickets right now to a football game this upcoming weekend. We are going to use the SeatGeek app, and I told them to use the promo code FFT to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So listen, you might not need tickets today. You might not need them tomorrow. But next time you go to a game, or again, concerts, comedy, theater, every purchase is fully guaranteed. You're going to get great prices on SeatGeek. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats that fit your budget by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. Take it from me. I use SeatGeek all the time. The promo code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. FFT is the code SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Whew. Okay, news and notes. Mike Tomlin says he has not spoken to Le'Veon Bell. So do you think uh, that Le'Veon Bell will play by week eight? I don't know if he'll play by week eight. He'll play by week eight. Mike Tomlin does this all the time. I've talked to him too many times at the owners' meetings where he just wants to be – 
tough guy coach and not fall into narrative whatever's going on around the team. So where would you rank him right now rest of season? Top 12. Mm, top 20. Would you take Jordan Howard or Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon. Definitely Le'Veon and PPR. Okay. Uh, then I'll go a little bit lower. I mean, only an idiot would take Jordan Howard. <laughs> no, I don't feel that way. Just <laughs> I'm, I'm saying what would, we've been talking would about. Would you take Patrick Mahomes or Le'Veon Bell? Bell. Okay. Oh, Bell, yes, for sure. Uh, Hugh Jackson says Nick Chubb needs more work. He also said that Antonio Callaway might see fewer snaps. What do you make of that? Uh, who else are they going to play over Callaway at this point? Richard Higgins? They've thrown the ball a bunch to Callaway, and it's not gone well so far. I love the volume he's getting, and I love the upside, but he does look like a kid that's not quite figured it out yet. Uh, how about Nick Chubb, 56% owned after – I mean, he has 10 carries this year. He just had a huge game at Oakland. Do you think Chubb is uh, a must-own guy? It depends on how deep your rosters are. So, no. If you can stash – any talented player, that's a great move to make, and he's a talented player. And obviously for the hide owner, it, it makes more sense. Uh, Devontae Freeman is expected to play this week. That's wonderful. Um, let's go through some of the do you expects that we did yesterday. And do you expect, let's start with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yes. Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Chris Carson. Yes. Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton. Yes, no. Oh, you think Mack plays? It sounds like it. Okay. Will Fuller. On him. Will Fuller. Yes. Josh Gordon. Yes. Geronimo Allison, Randall Cobb. No, no. Okay. I think that's pretty much all I got. Oh, Joe Mixon. About, about Devontae Parker. Joe Mixon. Um, <laughs> Joe Mixon, no, but don't be surprised if he does play. And that would be your... Quick little news update here on fantasy football today. It's been a bit of a disjointed show. How you guys? How you guys feeling? How you doing? Utterly confused. I think it's your best show ever. <laughs> we should probably go an extra like fifteen or twenty minutes. Well, we're gonna make this a uh, just to catch up. We might have maybe we to. Should, maybe we should just move this part to the end for the, <laughs> for the fifteen and twenty minutes. Which part to the end? The how you doing part? The, I part, mean, the it, part we've just done. Doesn't it? Doesn't it make you like feel encouraged that all these people are? Responding to us that we should go longer. That, that no, that, that, that's, that's not all these people. You. Oh yeah, what, no, it is encouraging that people enjoy the longer shows. What but. what what response has gotten you? What response has been given to you that says no, Adam? We should not go longer. Has we, anybody suggested that? Excuse me. Do you, you want to go favorite. longer? Do you want to do longer podcasts? Because you got work I'm, to do, buddy. Yes, but I, I well look, I could always get up and leave. But um, I mean, that's true. I I think we should give. We should never cut off discussions in the sake of saving a few minutes. Uh, I have to disagree because of the reasons I laid out yesterday. But what we do have to do is get a little musical today. Let's say a big happy party. Killing time. Welcome back to several players who are coming back this week or soon. Julian Edelman, Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Greg Olson. What do we expect in these situations going forward? Wow. Let's start. Break, breaking news. Greg Olson's returning? Soon enough. Oh, okay. Threw him in there. Joe Mixon's probably not returning this week either, but Julian Edelman is. What do we expect from Edelman uh, moving forward and from the Patriots? I'm conflicted on this week. 
for the rest of the season, I think he'll probably be Julian Edelman. This is an interesting situation because he's going to get two practices. He's not played football in 18 months, and we've not seen him. He's 32 years old coming off of a pretty significant knee injury, and all he said in the preseason was, I don't feel like I'm there yet. So I'm a little concerned in the very first week back, especially if Gronk plays. If Gronk's out, then I think he's a great play this week. I love the setup for him. Logically, you're right, because two practices after not playing in a year plus is, is a little tough to trust. But it's not like he's going to a team that he doesn't know or a situation doesn't know and a quarterback he doesn't have a rapport with. And the situation is just beautiful because the Colts may have three members of their secondary out mm-hmm. because of injury. They're coming off a short week on the road where they just played 77 defensive snaps. That's a tired defense. I don't care how well conditioned these guys are. That's tired. And so this is a national TV game for the Patriots where Brady is still, I think, a little bit annoyed with what happened the prior to last week where they're done once again. It's another September lull. I think he's going to light up this team, and I think Edelman's going to have a chance to get probably his usual nine targets a week, which is what he averages over the course of his career. If I could kind of steer it toward seasonal, though, because we will preview this game. Um, okay, do, do you, I, I, yeah. I think he hits the ground running. Okay, do you think he's a top 20, Edelman's a top 20 wide receiver? PPR, yes. Non-PPR, he's close. In PPR, it's just such a deep, deep position. It's hard to say he's going to be that sure. good because of the touchdowns, but I think he'll score three over the course of the 13 games he plays, or 12 games he plays. Would you rather have Edelman or Kenny Galladay? Galladay. Really? Okay. Even in PPR? No. Edelman and PPR, Galladay. I think I'd take Galladay in both. Would you rather have Edelman or a Rams wide receiver? All of the Rams. Um, he's probably mixed in there. I'd probably take Cooks for sure over him. Okay. Uh, we will say welcome back eventually to Joe Mixon. And my question. Well, Heath, I want to ask you, Edelman or Fitzgerald, rest of the way. <laughs> um, let's, not... let's see Julian in on Thursday. <laughs> no, that's not, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, to Heath's point, right? Like, we did document this in the preseason. Got older, older wide receivers coming back from ACL injuries have struggled. I was almost happy that he had a four-game suspension to give him a little bit more time, but that has to be on your mind a little bit. Uh Joe Mixon. So the question is, what happens to Giovanni Bernard? We have a very small sample size, but remember last year, Joe Mixon, I think it was week three against the Packers, started getting the work. They basically eliminated Giovanni Bernard from the game plan. Then Joe Mixon gets a concussion. Gio gets big work. And Mixon played two games after coming back from the concussion last year. In those two games, he had five touches in the first game. He got eased back in, and Gio had a huge game. He had uh, 30 touches and 178 total yards, 68 total yards, something like that, 78 total yards, and a touchdown against Detroit. Terrible defense. Now let's look at Week 17. Week 17, Mixon had 18 carries and one catch. Bernard had 10 carries and six catches. In that case, you had two fantasy-relevant guys. Dalton's throwing a lot more now. There's a lot going on in this offense. What happens when Mixon comes back? I don't think it's right away Mixon gets the workload he was getting before the injury, and they probably are going to want to see how he does dealing with the injury because it could be something that, you know, they don't want to risk a setback. Look, the Bengals right now are in a, in, in a position to potentially win a division, certainly put themselves in, in, in the wild card discussion because they've gotten off to a great start. And so what makes the most sense for them is to have the guy who they expected to be their workhorse and who looks like a a legitimate feature back in Joe Mixon 
healthy December and January. So the next three or four games are going to be telling how they sort of baby him a little bit. That said, if I have Joe Mixon, I probably take, I don't say, you know, a hundred percent wait and see approach because your roster may dictate that you need to put him in there, but you're going to probably end up starting him more times than not. Yeah, do you, and, and, do, and, do you think just, he's a stud? Because he was looking like he was going to be a freaking stud this year. Do you think we're going to yeah, get that from Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the guy I was expecting when I was hyping him up this summer. I, I I I think he'll get back to that. It's just a matter of, you know, how how healthy is the knee. Um, just one thing to keep in mind. Gio did not finish the game in week three. Week four, excuse me. And hopefully he's 100%. Heath, do you think Giovanni Bernard will be uh, flex flexible going forward? I think he'll be flexible this week, even if Mixon plays. I think there's a chance that happens for a second week. I, w- I have to assume that what they want to do at the beginning of the year is what they want to do. Once Mixon, they're sure he's 100%. It may just be determined by how effective he is over the next two weeks. I don't think you can say moving forward. But uh-huh. this week, if both of them are playing, I, I'm probably going to end up starting both of them in most leagues. Heath, give me uh, your take on the Falcons' backfield with Devontae Freeman expected back this week. Remember this stat. Last year, he had five games with 18 or more carries. He scored 13 or more fantasy points in non-PPR in all five of those games, says Devontae Freeman. He had nine games with 12 or fewer carries, and he averaged 40 rushing yards per game. He scored one touchdown and just wasn't very good. Uh, your take on the Falcons going forward? I don't feel very confident in him this week, except as a touchdown or bust flex. I don't think he probably gets 12 carries. This game looks like an absolute bonanza. Oh, why do you points. keep doing? You're such just a raining down fantasy points upon us. Oh, that's such that's so cruel. Atlanta and Pittsburgh. I would expect Coleman's going to see more work in this game than Freeman does, and he's needed the work to be productive. So I'd be really hesitant to start him this week. Yeah, I mean Coleman, uh, he hasn't been great on a per carry basis, but his last two games came against the Saints and the. Bengals and the Saints, at least. I mean, they they average they allow three point three yards per carry. The Bengals have been kind of up and down, but not bad run defenses. All right, Mark Ingram is coming back. Yeah, <laughs> the Saints are running the ball four fewer times per game this year than they did last year. They have gone from thirteenth in rush attempts to twenty first in rush attempts per game. They have gone from nineteenth in pass attempts per game last year to ninth in pass attempts per game this year. The defense is worse, but they also didn't have Mark Ingram. So what the heck happens in the Saints' backfield? I mean, look, Ingram's got fresh legs, and the majority of his production last year came in the final 12 games of the season. So there's at least a track record of him having done this before, being productive in a somewhat smaller stretch of time. You know, is he going to have a little bit of rust? Potentially. Is Kamara gonna, you know, take on more work? Sure, he should. But I, I still think Ingram is a number two running back in the initial stages of the return from the suspension and eventually can get back to being a top ten guy. But it's Kamara's backfield. You shouldn't be worried about Kamara at all. No, I think the difference may be that Kamara is a top five running back rest of season instead of the number one running back rest of season, but that doesn't really matter in terms of what you do with your lineup. I I'm starting Mark Ingram this week. I'd rather start him than the two guys we talked about so far, Mixon and Freeman. I expect he'll be better than both those guys rest of season. I, I think it's probably close to a 50-50 split in terms of rushes. I expect Ingram to get more short yardage work and maybe take just a few targets away from Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, Ingram is a great pass-catching running back in his own right. 
and he's been a top 12 PPR running back three straight years. Um, does, does Drew Brees lose value now? Is now the time to sell Brees? Yeah, I think he loses a little bit. Not, it doesn't go back to last year, but somewhere in the middle. It's, I'm, I'm actually, it, it blows my mind that he's going to pass the, uh, set the NFL passing record this week. Why? He's about to pass Peyton Manning for most pass yards in the NFL. History. Oh, it blows your mind that, oh yeah, but why? It's, it's, it, that it's happened already. Like oh, he, he's oh, not yeah. done by any oh, stretch. Right. Like oh, when Manning did it, he was done. When Favre did it, he was done. Breezy, if he plays two or three more years, I would not be surprised. Yeah, he's he's incredible there. Get the Monday night game against Washington. Monday night at home, usually a really good thing for Drew Brees. Uh, gotta look into how he did on Sunday and Monday night at home last year, which was kind of a down year for him. Alright, and we'll, uh, we'll save Greg Olson for another time. Um, but, you know, I'll just ask you real quick. Like, I know I picked up Greg Olson, I think, in our podcast league, and I definitely think he's worth adding and stashing. But at the same time, I mean, I had some concerns going into the year. He's an older guy who dealt with a foot injury last year. He had another foot injury this year, different foot. Are we confident that Greg Olson is going to be a top five to seven tight end when he's healthy? No, just outside of that. If you guarantee his health, you'll be comfortable with starting him every week. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, nah, the bar's pretty low at, at tight end for sure. Uh Indochino. Is raising the bar, baby. Indochino, amazing suits. So get yourself an Indochino suit. Now, a premium suit, how much does it cost? 800, 900, 1000. People pay so much money for these suits. You can do it for $359. Here's how you do it. You go to Indochino.com. You enter the code FFT at checkout. Get 50% off. 50% off the regular price for a made to measure premium, premium suit and shipping is free. I've been telling you about Indochino suits for a while, but I want you to take a look at the full website at Indochino.com. And also, they have showrooms. I've been to the one in New York City. It's really nice and friendly people there. Um, they got me a great suit. Uh, but they, they're expanding into casual clothing. They got chinos. They got uh, sweaters. They got a bunch of stuff. Indochino, uh, Indochinos, the chinos, that is, they start at an introductory price of $79. So uh, very affordable stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really great website with some awesome clothing. And the, the bottom line is it's going to fit you perfectly and you're going to love it. Owning a piece of clothing that you love, that is personal to you, is a really cool feeling. And you can do that by customizing every detail of your Indochino suit, submitting your measurements, and getting something that is perfectly tailored for you. Indochino.com. Promo code is FFT for 50% off and free shipping. FFT for any suit for $359. I think it is time to preview the Thursday night game. Colts at Patriots. A lot of injuries on defense for uh, for the Colts, so um, keep that in mind. But we'll start with Indianapolis, and I ask you, really there's no history of Andrew Luck without T.Y. Hilton, so this is a little tricky. Start or sit, Andrew Luck. Oh, sit, sit, sit. Yeah, you have to sit him. Okay. Uh, like I'm, so- I'm in one league where I can't make a transaction because I have Keeper ramifications and you know players on my bench with bye weeks, but if you can find a way to carry two quarterbacks and, and play somebody else over luck, don't drop luck. Only an idiot would drop luck. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. So Dalton, Bortles, Flacco, all over luck. Um, mm-hmm. I'd play Flacco over luck too. I, yeah, I said that. Is that a joke? That's one of my favorite things when they happen. <laughs> I just like that was, I love like, it so much. I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, I know you were. I know you're paying attention. You just didn't hear it. Um, however, play, not play, play not Eli Manning, not Marcus Mariota, 
You don't have to go that far. And there's a good chance he's chasing points in this game. Okay, uh, are there any Colts running backs or Colts wide receivers you would start? I'm planning on starting Hines in PPR. I'm going to feel less comfortable about that with Robert Turbin activated if Marlon Mack plays. Because then it's kind of just a mess. Yeah. He, uh, so the way I see it, the Colts have been trailing in three games this year. The only exception being the Redskins game. And he caught one pass in that game. The other three games, Marlon Mack had five or more catches. But you're right, uh, the Marlon Mack, I, I said Marlon Mack, I'm sorry, Naeem Hines had five or more catches in the three games in which they were trailing. But Mar- Mack, Turbin, all coming back. Turbin's 2% owned. Is he worth stashing? And same question for Marlon Mack, who's 66% owned, but you could still, in theory, stash him. Just depends on what your roster is. If you want to speculate on one of these guys, sure. But, I mean, at what point is Mack going to give you sustained playing? <laughs> yeah. Not just production, just sustained being on the field. Yeah. yeah. It's been very frustrating with him. And then, you know, when everybody's healthy, is Turbin really that much better that they're giving him all of a sudden all this work? Yeah, probably so not. So the hope would be is that Turbin plays, Mac doesn't, Wilkins gets benched, and, and Hines just sticks in his role. Would you start any of these guys over Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams? Over Williams, yes. Jones, no. I'd start Hines over Jones in PPR if Mac is out. Okay. Uh, the wide receivers, Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal, Ryan Grant, anybody, uh, anybody here? I think Rogers is the number three receiver in PPR if you're stuck. Grant is my favorite, but I think you could pick any one of these three guys. Just, just drink a lot and start throwing darts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Patriots, uh, so far their storyline has been they've been great at home defensively, terrible on the road, and they're at home. Eric Ebron is a must start. He's top eight in both formats. Uh, as high as fifth for Dave in non-PPR. Ebron has been uh, pretty bad on a per-target basis, but he's gotten double-digit targets two straight games, and you're going to start Eric Ebron. Uh, yes, the Patriots allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. No, they haven't played anyone good. So don't worry about that. Tom Brady, start or sit? Start him. Yeah, Jamie, you're really, are you? he said start him. Jamie, what you said earlier makes me feel like you're super high on Brady this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a great setup for him. Tired defense, bad secondary right now that's beat up. He should, he's getting his, you know, weapons back. It, it should be all systems go for him. And yeah, he has him fourth. It's really, it's frustrating to rank the wide receivers knowing that Tom, feeling like Tom Brady's going to have a huge game. Because I, James White's going to be awesome. Gronk, if he plays, will be really good. And one of those receivers is going to have a good game. I just don't have any idea how to determine which one it's going to be. I think it's interesting to have Brady six for Jamie, fourth for Heath, uh, behind Matt Ryan in the B, well, for Heath anyway, in the B word, um, unofficial. Uh, right, basically even with Jared Goff ahead of Breeze, ahead of Cam. Alright, alright. Uh, alright, moving on. James White. <laughs> Uh, if you've got James White, you start him in PPR for sure. Do you start James White in non-PPR? I do. Yeah, he's still a, a number two running back. He loses a little bit now because of what game flow should be and the emergence of Sonny Michel. And with Edelman back, too. I mean, yeah. you know, he's been such a factor in the passing game. Not that that's going to be a huge hit for him, but it's going to be a hit. Uh, would you start James White or James Conner? Conner. Conner. James White or Adrian Peterson? White in PPR. I believe I have White higher on both. James White or Philip Lindsay? White and both. Uh, White. 
in uh, non PPR, I take one too. James White or uh, Sony Michelle? Michelle and non PPR. White and PPR. I have them back to back in PPR. I'm going white in both. The bottom line is you're starting the New England running backs. Um, okay, so who are better flexes, the New England running backs or New England wide receivers? Running backs. Both running backs. What do we do with Josh Gordon and Edelman? I'm leaving them on my bench. Uh, you start Edelman this week and take a wait-and-see approach with Gordon still. You don't have to start Edelman in non-PPR, right? I would. Would you start Tyler Boyd or, J- Boyd or Julian Edelman? Boyd, Boyd. both. Calvin Ridley or Edelman? Ridley and both. Uh, Ridley, yep. Let's do some running backs. Julian Edelman or Jay Ajayi? Uh, Edelman. Ajayi and both. Okay. Keith's clearly gonna be cautious here. Um, Dalvin Cook or Julian Edelman? Edelman. I'll do Cook. Oh, okay. In a very tough matchup for Cook. It's just very good. It's cool. I get it. Cool with Julian Edelman. Taking your time. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, if he plays, you start him. If Gronkowski doesn't play, um, first of all, if Gronkowski doesn't play, does that mean Gordon and Edelman become, for you, Heath, like much more attractive options? Uh, it makes Gordon a slightly more attractive option. For me, the big change if Gronk doesn't play is going to be with Edelman. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll probably just end up flexing him instead of benching him. Is there a, a Patriots tight end that we would stream? No. No. Dwayne Allen is awful. New England DST, fifth for Jamie. Also, Dwayne Allen's going to score a touchdown now. <laughs> Even if, especially if Gronk <laughs> plays. <laughs> New England DST is fifth for Jamie, fifth for Dave, and tenth for Heath, and they have been good at home. So you can, uh, you can go ahead and start them. Alright, we got, uh, we got a lot of segments left. We're going to have to cut some of them. But one thing, you know, one thing I can promise you, one thing we would never cut, you know what it is. The regulators. Fantasy regulators, round up. Part one. Part one. More later in the show at the two-hour mark. This is from Connor. One of the owners in our league is inactive and will not check his lineup despite multiple reminders communicated with him to do so. Thus, this inactive owner's lineup is filled with starters with injuries and bye weeks. He started Rex Burkhead and Jordan Reed last week. As a result, it's essentially a free win for whomever is playing against him. To maintain the integrity of the league, I use commissioner powers to set his lineup for this week so he has nine active players. However, the other players in my league said that was unfair and that it's his responsibility to check his own team. What's the best way to solve this problem? I'm going to probably be the outcast on this discussion, but I agree with the other players in your league. I don't think it's fair that two or three teams have gotten a free win already and now you're going to start setting his lineup for him. Um, I would berate the guy. I'd probably end up kicking him out of the league eventually. I knew, I knew you were going to kick him out of the league. You uh, have to kick him out of the league. Yes. I agree. I agree. But about. Like, I've dealt with this before in my longest running league, and the guy's still in the league. He pulled it together after uh, one really, really bad season. We gave him another chance, and, and he actually uh, made the championship game last year. So I just I'm not setting somebody else's lineup for them. What if you set them just so they have active players but not necessarily their best players? No, I'm not. All right. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree. I do I do see your point where it's not fair that some owners would have a free win and others wouldn't. So uh, threaten him. Kick him out of the league. Find somebody midseason to replace him if you want to. But, yeah, I think, I think we have to say, um, Connor, that you should not have done that and you are a terrible commish. And it has been 
regulated. You're not a terrible commish. But listen to your league mates on this one. I got some random fantasy questions for you that might help with a little buy low, sell high as well. Is John Brown a legit breakout? He has just 15 catches, but he's averaging 25.22.5 yards per catch. John Brown is 12th in non-PPR, 21st in PPR. Is he a legit breakout this year? Yes. <sighs> I'd say. Here's, here's my problem and why the Heath Sigh came. I believe in John Brown's talent entirely. It's a little concerning his target share in this offense. And he's got 10, 9, and 7 targets in the last three games, but that's also because they're running more plays. Like they're running 75 plays a week almost. I don't think that's very sustainable. I would like it if he just, like Michael Crabtree could disappear and John Brown could be the number one guy in targets. So I'll say kind of. Okay. I mean, I think just by the letter of the law, him being 12th in non-PPR, 21st in PPR, you could consider selling John Brown, but he's going to be startable, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh Second random fantasy question. Are we still worried about Kareem Hunt? No. Yeah. This week's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm not as worried about Kareem Hunt. I'm still worried about him being a top six running back. I think this should be another situation where Jacksonville can get after Mahomes and they can use Hunt to mitigate that. As long as they're going to do that, then I'm not. Hunt uh, had three catches for 54 yards. That was great. I think he had one catch in his first three games. So I hope they continue to use him there. Uh, next random fantasy question. Do you realize Saquon Barkley... The number five running back in both formats has faced four teams, and all of them are in the top 12 in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs, and so are his next two opponents. Although Carolina, this week, allows 5.43 yards per carry to running backs, then he's got Philadelphia. But I've been very impressed with what Barkley's been able to do with the schedule that he's had. Um, any comments on that? It's the same thing we said about Fournette last year, remember? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I take the responsibility because I, I said it. But at least I learned my lesson. I did not hold Barkley's schedule against him this year. Well, let's see where we're at in our bet. Uh, I'm winning. I checked this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have Melvin Gordon plus t- – I, he has to outscore Barkley by 10 in non-PPR. Currently he is. Now, Barkley's been awesome, guys. And um, well, there doesn't seem anything that to be anything that would stop him, right? Uh, in, you might see a little aside. bit more in the passing game. Oh, 27 catches? Not for him, but, not for him, not for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. 27 catches, but a lot of them came against Dallas. Uh Random fantasy question number four. Are you still hopeful for Randall Cobb? No. If he plays this week and Allison doesn't, then I'm going to start him. I think there's a better chance of Allison playing than Cobb. That's possible. Random fantasy question number five. Will Alshon Jeffrey be a stud this season? All right, let's look at that schedule, guys. Minnesota. Um, well, I think that's a tough matchup. If Xavier Rhodes sticks on him, it's a tough matchup. If not, it probably isn't. Did Xavier Rhodes stick on Devontae Adams in week one? I don't, th- I don't know. I don't know. Because I was looking at it and I, I agree with you. Like Minnesota has been one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL so far this year. And number ones, they've basically faced two of them because week one, they played the 49ers without Goodwin. They didn't have a number one. Week three, they played the Bills. They don't have a number one. But Devontae Adams and Brandon Cooks have had really good games against them. Right. But remember the narrative with Brandon Cooks. He was actually getting shut down by 
by Rhodes. They took him off the play for one play, and I think the next play was a 47-yard touchdown pass, 37 yards. And then Rhodes got hurt late in the game. I don't even know if he's 100% healthy. And then Cook's got some more stats. Well, I think he was just cramping. He came back in the game. Oh, okay, okay, then good. Um, that happened one time before to Rhodes that I remember specifically. Hopkins. Huh? Hopkins last year? Uh, no, I think it was two or three years ago, and it was on Jeffrey in Chicago. Came off the field, Jeffrey scored a touchdown the next play. Oh. And he was visibly upset on the sideline. They've had some history between him and Zimmer in the past with this whole staying on one receiver and him not wanting to do it because they get killed by other receivers when he does that. So I, I don't, I don't feel extremely confident that he's going to be a shadow, shadow corner all year. All right. Well, for Jeffrey, the, uh, so back to the question, will Ashton Jeffrey be a stud this season? Minnesota at the Giants, Joris Jenkins playing pretty well. Carolina, they've done well against Julio Jones and A.J. Green. A.J. Green was dealing with an injury in that game. At Jacksonville and then a bye. Um, the, he'll, he'll also see Dallas, then Marshawn Lattimore, then Janoris Jenkins again. So what do you think? Will Alshon Jeffrey be a stud this season? No. Uh, no, but he'll be uh, in the number three receiver discussion. Yeah, twenty somewhere between wide receiver 22 and 32 rest away. How about Julian Edelman or Alshon Jeffrey? Edelman and PPR. Sure. Just format dependent. Okay. I mean, look, Wentz threw 50 passes, something like that. Yeah, 50 passes last week. Only nine to Alshon. But you look at that team, like, who's going to catch touchdowns? It's It's got to be him and Ertz, right? Well, I don't know. Wentz only has a 3% touchdown rate this year, <laughs> so maybe they won't throw very many. I guess. Uh, all right, and we can do some grade the tray. Ah, that, was, that was sarcasm, by the way. Wentz is going to throw more touchdown passes. Let's do a quick round of emails from Angel. Are the Vikings still a must-start defense? No. No. Can you drop them? Stream? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, from Brandon, I am the Geo owner. Should I hold on to Jordan Howard or try to trade Howard for Joe Mixon? Trade Howard for Joe Mixon. Yeah, I'd feel safer doing that. Um, from, I don't have a name here. Who's a better stash this week, rest of season? Taylor Gabriel or Chris Godwin? <laughs> Godwin. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Godwin. I think Gabriel will be better than Godwin until Miller gets fully acclimated in the offense. But I think Godwin has a lot more upside. From, you just saw the squirrel run by. You got, you got excited. What's happening to the scroll? Squirrel. Oh, a squirrel. Oh, a squirrel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, from Nick, half PPR, second flex spot, Bilal Power or Naeem Hines? Hines. Hines. Okay, I'm good with that. Let's do some regulating. And then we will finish with Team Name Tuesday. So stick around for Team Name Tuesday. This is from Patrick. Dear some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Keith, L-M-A-O. I think it's funny. I always enjoy it. Uh, I am in desperate need of uh, fantasy regulators. Last night, I proposed a trade to the Le'Veon Bell owner. I offered up Austin Eckler and John Brown for Le'Veon Bell. The owner accepted the trade, and now tonight there are reports that Bell is going to come back during the bye week. Okay, this email was obviously written a few days ago. So before that report... Um, the Le'Veon Bell owner gave him up for Eckler and John Brown. Then he saw the report. Our league put things up for a vote, and it seems like every year I'm the only one that gets voted down when I make trades that seem too good to be true. I know this is just luck that he's coming back right after the trade was accepted, but the league may turn down this vote. Please help. There's no way they should 
make that trade no. nullified. Of course not. You let it go through. You get. I don't care what happens after the trade is made. Let it go through. Come on, people. Um, You're better than that. Kick them out of the league. Trade vetoes are terrible. You should quit the league because they have vetoes. <laughs> but this is kind of the purpose of trade vetoes. Uh, no, this is not the purpose of what? How is this the purpose of trade vetoes? That's not a terrible trade now that we know that Bell's back. Yeah, but at the time that they accepted the trade, we didn't know Bell was back. The purpose of trade vetoes is to get rid of collusion. The purpose of trade vetoes is to make fantasy football less fun. Let's regulate. Kieran from the second biggest city in England. I have no idea. Manchester, maybe? London. That's got to be the biggest, no? Hi, London. London, too. Hey, Roger, Pierce, Sean, and Daniel. Those uh, 007s? Those are. Yes. Uh. I'm the commissioner to 12-team league. Um, this year we had a trade in week three. David Johnson for Jack Doyle and Deshaun Jackson. It is standard 12 teams. It's in its fourth year with longtime friends. David Johnson for Jack Doyle and Deshaun Jackson. Eh, pretty lopsided trade. But, you know, in week three, I guess. I could see it. Uh, I have no purpose telling people what's a good trade or not a good trade. However, the person who traded away David Johnson has had an invalid lineup for four weeks straight. A lot of people are now asking for him to politely not to be asked to play next year. But this is someone who recently invited me to his summer wedding, and I don't want to ruin any friendships. So, Heath, what do you do here? I know you want to kick him out of the league, but he doesn't want to. But uh, our boy Kieran doesn't want to ruin any friendships. Yeah, I think it's fine to choose friendship over having a good fantasy league. Just recognize that you're going to a bad league. So what I, what I would probably do first is um, find a replacement option, somebody that wants to do it, but tell them that it's sort of contingent on somebody leaving the league, and then see if your friend even brings it up and asks about playing again because he just may not have any interest. I have absolutely kicked people out of leagues before, and they just never mentioned it or noticed that I kicked them out of the league. <laughs> well, then they deserve to be kicked out. I like Jamie's idea, Kieran. I think you can get rid of him in the league. Uh, you know, just be gentle about it. I don't know that you're going to like ruin any friendships. Or yeah, I mean, all, all you got to do to say to him is, is listen, you weren't very active in the league. The rest of the league you know, would like to find somebody who's more competitive. If you guarantee you're going to be more competitive, we'll give you another shot. But you know, for a sign of that not happening, you're done. And yeah. confession on the 007 thing, I don't think I've ever watched a 007 movie all the way through. Oh, my God. You know, I, honestly, I, I haven't watched any of the older ones, but the first one I saw was the first Daniel Craig movie, uh, and it's amazing. Which one was that? Casino Royale? I think so. <sighs> that movie I, I, I loved the Roger Moore ones when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, I never, I never did. Would you think you'd like them now? Doubtful. Mm, Maybe. Because I watched GoldenEye after I saw Casino Royale with Pierce Brosnan, and Pierce Brosnan is pretty cheesy. Now, I spent about three years of my life playing. Oh, the best! The best multiplayer game of all time, hands down. John in Brazil wants us to regulate. He says, Dear Michael, Dwight, Jim, and Andy, that's the office. Just like in every fantasy football league, we had some dude say how much he wanted to play in the league. Once the season starts, he had an auto-draft team and has not logged in once. The commissioner set his lineup for him week one, and it has not changed since. Normally, I would just say set his lineup to best players this week, but this guy has Joe Mixon. Antonio Brown, Deshaun Watson, Jordan Howard, Alshon Jeffrey, and Will Fuller, who are all excellent buy-low candidates in my honest opinion. This is beyond frustrating and just a waste of a spot. So I have two questions. Is there any way – I'm going to address this, the first one because we've already done two emails with uh, inactive owners. Is there any way we can distribute his players and cut his team mid-season? No. No. Find a replacement. You can find a replacement for that team. 
what if you, what if you did like a fab, like an auction for his players? And let no, because now the, you, the schedule's already been set. Uh, I guess that's true. All right, fine. You can't do it. Yeah, and, but he's point is right. See if somebody who's a, a friend of yours that's a fantasy enthusiast will buy into his team and talk it over the rest of the league that he's buying in at a lesser price, but he's also getting a lesser prize back if he wins. Just see if he'll do it. Okay. That's the Fantasy Regulators Part 2. And we're going to end with something that needs its own music but doesn't have it. Team Name Tuesday. Just want to hear this groove one more time. You know what, you know what the sound should be? Mm. But don't say gotta go by, please. No, no, you, you know what the sound should be? No, Jamie, listen, you're gonna like these team names. No, no, They're but you know what the sound should be though. Shut up, I know what you're gonna say. No, you don't know what I'm gonna say. What just, are you gonna just, say? Wait, just listen. Here's what the sound should be, listen. Okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> uh, Jabril Peppers needs new shorts. That's dodgeball reference, pretty funny. Uh, this is my favorite, one of my favorites. Ingram toenails. Ingram toenails. Do you think, do you think people enjoy more that we don't comment? <laughs> yes. Or that you yes. just, you just always say that it's funny. Uh, Michelle. I wish people could see your face when you say it, cause you like lean into the camera and you go, Ingram toenails? Michelle, my bell? It's a Beatles song. It's a Beatles song. It's very good. Uh, this one was from Mike in a suburb of southwest of Chicago. Mike said, I haven't seen any good team names recently, but I did see a list of clever wifi network names, and I thought I'd share some of them with you. Bill Y the Science Fi. Winternet is coming. It hurts when IP hurts H E R T Z IP like IP. It hurts when IP. Uh, Wu Tang Lan. Girls gone wireless. It's amazing that you just did that, but you cut us off when we're having a good fantasy football discussion. Rolling with Mahomies, or should I say, Rolling with Mahomies? I like that one. Uh, That's from Clueless. Roethlisberger and Girly Fries. You as a host. Roethlisberger and Girly Fries. <laughs> Roethlisberger and Girly Fries. And Too Kittle Too Late. <laughs> as in this segment. Too Little Too Late. That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening, Wait, wait, everybody. wait. I got one more name for you. Like, what's just, that? Just one more name. Wait, there's got to be a team name that parodies got to go by. Yeah, it's called Gotta Go By. Gotta Go By. That's Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings. I'm Adam Azer. Starter sit for the AFC Home Games on Thursday's show. We'll talk to you tomorrow.